they haven't kicked me out yet. I'm still over here serving as your host. Um, you know, thank y'all for tuning in again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the first episode. Um, but that just touched the service on what I feel like we're going to be touching on uh, through the lifetime of this podcast. Um, I don't know if y'all y'all know or not, but we have like a real live mission statement. <laughs> like it's on a website. Yeah. It's on a website and everything. So I don't know if y'all want to hear it, but here it goes. Like the head, here it goes. <laughs> okay, so it says, Homegirl seeks to serve as an avenue by which women from all walks of life find a safe, introspective space. That's good. That's good. Through candid conversations, we hope to inspire these women to discover, embrace, and nurture inner strengths. And we cultivate virtual relationships to encourage them along their individual journeys and to be a testament to the power of authentic and long-lasting friendships. Let's go. I made it through. So, with that, everybody snap fingers. Let's get a snap. Let's get a snap. She wrote that, y'all. She wrote that. Give the snap. But no, the real reason why I read that whole mission statement is because of the topic of today's podcast, and it is rediscovering your better self. This is something that I didn't even think was a thing until I realized myself at this point was half-assed, pretty much. So I feel like the mission statement goes hand in hand with rediscovering the better parts of you, which I think, I don't know. I mean, I like that. That's real. That's good. That's good. That's dope, right? You know? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like, like our mission, you know, it empowers both men and women to tap into their happiest point in their life, whether it's college days, before kids, before in a healthy relationship, etc. Where did you lose yourself? How did you lose yourself? Hold that thought because hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have you have a boost or motivation to want to find yourself all over again. Come on, sister. Everybody was ready. Okay. Yeah. She was thinking. And this is why we have Erica on the podcast, guys. She was, big, big. Big. She just started jotting that down when Alex was speaking. You are good. Okay, we're going to speak over <laughs> about some things. That is a um, true fact. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess to get right into it, like, when did we realize, like, we weren't operating at 100%? Like, mm. I know me. Okay, so I've been a pharmacist since 2011, right? You know, it, it, it looked like I was doing something, you know, for real. But, I, I, like, my whole life before I was, like, 20, I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. Literally my whole life. Literally my entire life. And then I got to Xavier, and I was like, you know what? I ain't got time for that. I'm not trying to be in school for this long. So I'm going to go ahead on and go to pharmacy. Like, it was literally something that I settled to do. I love doing it, but I settled for it. And I feel like if I'd have been 100% back then, along with in a bunch of different arenas of life, I probably would be somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that was when it was for me. I don't know. Yeah. For me, um, honestly, when I switched schools, like Xavier, you know, after Katrina, I didn't have all my classes, all that stuff. So I went to UNO, a predominantly, you know, white institute of learning. And it was just a very different experience for me. Like you had to get it on your own. Like there were no professors like motivating you like at Xavier. None of the teachers were taking time after hours to say, hey, come to my house. We'll do a powwow with the class, whatever. And that's when I tapped into like, I am as smart as I think I am. Mine is being lazy. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I had got accustomed to doing the bare minimum and still was successful. But I realized at that institution, I had to change things. So at that point, it was like, oh, my gosh, like, I really am the shit. Like, I'm smart, I'm educated, I'm calculated. Why have I been wasting my talent all this time? And like you said, Alex, I've always wanted to be a doctor. Like everyone in my family is in healthcare. That's what I wanted to do. And I remember the day, 
Shadé and I went to the registrar's office and changed <laughs> our majors from free pharmacy to poli science psychology. We were like, we were, we were like, we're not doing this. this is too much work. I don't want to be in school this time. But had we known and had like the cookies and and all the enrichment that we've had up to this point, I'd be a millionaire a million times over at this point. You know what I mean? You know what? But you, yeah, you hit on a big point, Chrissy. And I don't want like, but I had to jump in with that part. That yeah. part about like being successful, being half ass, is a thing. Like no, I've never had to be like overly studious or like overly motivated because I was always naturally smart. And mind you, this is not like a brag session. This is like girl, you just shorted yourself like so much. Just Alex, because it's a Gemini really thing too, friend. It's a Gemini uh, trait. It's a Gemini it, trait. Oh. So oh. like that's really a big thing. Like being successful, not giving 100 percent will make you settle into the success that you can get given your 50% or your 70%. Yeah, you're not sure. It's an innate ability to do the bare minimum. And people will praise you for it. Like you've done this hard work and it's like mm, if you only knew. <laughs> I didn't do a damn thing. But okay, you know, so but that's when it was an aha moment. And then, of course, being a, a young teen mom, having Jayla at 16, like I had to show her something different because she's not the same type of learner. She's not the same type of giver. She's 100%. And that shows in all of her accolades and success now. Like she can't half-ass it. She's like, mom, I got to do this. And I'm like, Jayla, you're so smart. You don't have to, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you do that. And I'm going to do what Jayla does. So, you know, but that was my moment where it all kind of made sense for me. Right. Um, I guess I'll go. I feel like it might have started in college a little bit because I always felt like, you know, I, I come from a background of women that, you know, either had children young or, you know, just made it happen. So I felt like I had to continue that legacy. So I come from a family that's, deep rooted in education. And I had to kind of just fit that, fit that bill and continue with it. So my family wanted me to be a pharmacist, even though I wanted to be a lawyer. So that's how I ended up trying to do the pharmacy thing. And then I just decided not to Katrina happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, life happens and people change their majors. Anyway, I think that I really started to discover my best self um, after leaving certain people um, in my life. And, and I'm talking about relationships, my first relationship in college, my main, I was dating a guy for about 10 years and, you know, he ended up going off to play football and I just became super insecure feeling like I had to keep up with certain images and women and all of that whole lifestyle that comes along with that kind of, you know, career for who you're dating and it started to weigh on me and I ended up becoming like a kept woman, so to speak, and became comfortable. But for me, it was challenging because, you know, it's one thing to be cute, but when you're intelligent and you've worked for your own shit, excuse my language, you start to feel just like worthless when you're just sitting around being somebody's trophy. Um, so somebody, he told me one day, if you don't like it, get the F out. I wish I could add a bleep in there just for effect. I got you. He told me that. He told me that on my 20, I was 29. I was three months shy of turning 30. And you know what I did? I got the F out. I slept on my aunt's couch for um, about three months and I got into my career. And that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Doing what's best for me and realizing like, 
I can pay my own bills. I don't have to be attached to somebody to be somebody and not living up to other people's standards. So that was probably the defining moment. And it happened again. You know, I think people think, you know, you go through one thing and you just learn from it, but you don't. I'm about to be 35 in less than a week, actually. And I'm just getting out of another relationship yet again, where I've had to rediscover myself, but it's in a whole different, um, you know, aspect than I did before. So it's just a transition. I feel like you go through different transitions in your life where you learn to rediscover yourself. And right now, what I can say is letting certain people go, not pouring from an empty cup and just doing what's best for yourself and being selfish with yourself, that allows you to figure out what makes you happy and to live in that. So yeah. that's, that's how yeah. that's, that's very real. That's true. Like extra, yeah. like extra, especially like the part about getting rid of toxic people. And it can be people. I mean, your mom, your dad, your yeah. relationship, whatever. But if a person, and I just literally had to tell my son this like a couple weeks ago, I'm like, if a person makes you feel like you're less than who you think you are, mm. you do not have they to have to go. They exactly. gotta go, and that's including me. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to correct you. I'm going to instruct you through life. I'm going to do certain things with you. But if I ever make you feel small or I make you question your ability or I make you question your worth, stop talking to me. Like, mm-hmm. don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Because please, nobody... please let me know. Because we, yeah. have, we all have toxic traits and I think people don't realize that. But mm-hmm. let me know because I want to be my best self. I want to be yeah. my best self for my family, for y'all, my partner, whoever. And I can't do that if nobody's checking me on my shit. Right. That's that's one thing I appreciate. I can honestly say, like, my mom has created that openness, like, in our family, like, our immediate family, though she carries that with her. But my mom will tell me, like, hey, I don't know what's going on with you today, but check your shit at the door. I'm like, okay, thank you. You absolutely Me? Me? And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and it's and it's something where Jayla, my daughter, she's gotten to a point where she's like, Mom, you know, I don't know what's going on with you today, but you're being that word. And I'm like, what word is it, my girl? Talk to me. Like, I want my teeth, so I'm not going to say it. And I'm like, I'm being a bitch. And she's like, sort of, I'm so sorry, no disrespect. But then I have to take a step back, like, what is happening in my external life and I'm letting it letting it affect my internal the people around me because yeah. now I'm projecting you know what I mean yep. like am I treating my children a certain type of way and I'm sure with them and I'm you know sure with my my fiance and I'm like okay well you got to get it together before you find yourself by yourself so that's a real thing and I appreciate everybody on this podcast and you know even my other friends who I'm close with check me at the door period I'm not mm-hmm. I don't have soft feelings I need to know because I need to correct that and fix that because that's not aligned with the purpose that God has for me. Okay, amen. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but for real. Like we yeah. have a saying at AKA, like, check your soul or check yourself. Okay, I'm gonna check you to be your best self, but baby, let's let's look within ourselves and okay. see, okay, what is it I'm not doing that's not giving forth good energy? Or I mean, yeah, if your hair look a mess and all that, yeah, you need to check her and check yourself too. But Really, what are you doing internally that's not giving off good energy? And right. I think I mentioned that last podcast. Like, I used to give off bad energy, like bad energy to people. Like, if you were to get to know me, everybody, oh, she cool, she funny, oh, no, no, no. But if you don't know me, like, I'm walking in the store, booted up. 
Because, you know, I don't want nobody to talk to me. I don't want nobody. Girl, what's wrong with you? Nobody's worried about you. Right. Why are you walking around with this bad ass? What is wrong with you, girl? How do you expect good stuff to come to you when you're giving off the English? Right. Yeah, you're ugly. That's whack. Like, it is. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance, baby. Because I was like, anybody that's listening and knew me before, like, you know, 2009 or something, I was wet. I I, I was was, 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 wet. It's fine. I grew up in Uptown, New Orleans, Third Ward, Six and then Neil. Town all day, you heard me. All right. You heard me. Even though it's about downtown, you heard me, but it's cool, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But my thing is the area that I grew up in, I really no shade, but I really if y'all grew up there, y'all knew. Um there's no shade there, but we didn't really see a lot of successful quote-unquote you know people the people in the area that i grew up with was people that was living you know check to check people really didn't have like careers in the area that i grew up at they was just working a job and coming home and making ends meet so i started really discovering my best self even at that moment i remember in my neighborhood it was the neighborhood school district school that all of the kids went to i didn't go to that school i went to another school which was like a magnet school and it was way far from the house. I had to catch three buses and all that to get there because I'm like, I'm looking at my surroundings and I don't want to stay here my whole life, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. even in middle school, that happened. High school, the same thing. Everybody went to the district school. I went to another school that was far away. Warren Aston's, uh Fundamental City High School, uh, Charter oh. Eighth School oh. right now. Oh. Don't be a hater. So, you know, I went, you know, I went there. So it was like me and my best friend. I have a best friend. Shout out to Nanny, Shanice Williams. So she's a Xavier graduate. She is a Xavier graduate. She's a pharmacist. So I remember when we were younger, we um we used to, you know, say like, you know, we didn't want to be here, even in like middle school and high school. So once we got out and we graduated college, we, you know, go to college, we become these uh professional people are you know in a career we look back and we're like do you believe that we actually done it like we came mm-hmm. from a place where people was like oh y'all never y'all never gonna be this y'all gonna be a team mom you gonna be this you gonna be that you gonna be that because that's what our environment was but we never did any of that so it's like I started rediscovering who I wanted to be as my best self when I was about 13 years old because I knew what I didn't want at that time. Now, don't get me wrong. My neighborhood, I loved my, I that's the best childhood. Children today would never understand the childhood that I had. Like we played double dutch. We played, excuse the N-word, but the, but the N-word knock, we played that. We played Jack. Like y'all, <laughs> today oh, would no. you know? Oh no, oh no, I'm still, yes. I am still like, you know, I'm I'm down for Uno challenge whenever you're ready. But I think I did, yeah, I, I did I did that at an early age. And I mean, I've been rediscovering myself ever since. Once I became a, a mom, that was another whole rediscovery, you know. So mm-hmm. that's my story on how I think I became or rediscovered my best self a few times in my lifetime. And it's a fluid process. It's a fluid yeah. process. Like, it's not like, oh, this one time I discovered, oh, I wasn't my best. And then I turned into my best. No, right. like, 
I mean, professionally, relationally with your kids, like you're going to constantly discover ways or areas that you are lacking in, period. And if you don't, that's unhealthy as hell. Because anybody that thinks that they are all together or that, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing that needs to be tweaked, just needs to go ahead on and sit at the right hand with the Lord because, baby, we all have issues, you know, that we have to deal with. So, yeah, like, it's a constant. Like, I find myself constantly reflecting on what is it that I need to change today? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that I need to change today? Usually, laziness is, like, the number one thing that I need to tweak for the day. Like, usually everything. That's what it is. Like, girl, oh, I'll be like, okay. oh, I'm going to do this such and such report tomorrow. Oh, I'm going I'm to send that email tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to, girl, stop it. Like, the sad thing, the sad thing to me is, like, I didn't rediscover myself, my best self until, like, recently. And I'm 35 years old, you know, and it's okay. Let's get it. Would be a loving mother, employee, and spouse to the point of no return for Eric. I began to lose myself. I was so caught up in living the American dream and raising my kids in a home working for corporate America and trying to climb the corporate ladder. When you're doing yeah. that, because you're living up to the status quo of what things should look like or things should be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like what I've had to learn is you have to live for yourself. So that's really mm-hmm. what it is, you know? And I think just us being five black women, we have that, it's an extra added pressure. And just to kind of piggyback on what you said earlier, Courtney, talking about like your experiences and um like your environment like most people and they'll learn about me just kind of throughout the throughout the um podcast you know I grew up in a environment where my father he's he's right now he's incarcerated he's been incarcerated for 22 years you know I had a young mom she was in college during my you know during my elementary years and all of that so for me breaking generational curses was a thing and not being you know, the typical, oh, some of my father's incarcerated. I got to, I'm going to follow that path, you know, going to college and doing things that were not normal of people that grew up in my type of way was a thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think, like you said, Erica, like, I know you said it was too late, but it's really not. It's not too late to rediscover your best self. There's no blueprint to this thing. We all just live our life. And when life happens, we got to figure it out and make lemonade out of lemons. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like I didn't realize like I can't it, it was in May of 2016, it was Memorial Day. I came to visit a couple of homegirls. And I had so much fun that trip. I it was I had so much fun. I came by myself. I left my kids at home. I left my man at home. It was just me. And I had so much fun that weekend. And on my ride back home, I realized, well, damn, my, you haven't felt like this in a long time. So right. What do you need to change in your life to make sure that this is your everyday? This feeling of joy that you have with your homegirls. Yeah. So ever since then, you know, I changed on that at the drive back made me realize that I lost myself. And I changed everything. Like I did whatever it whatever it took for me to break those chains. Anything in my life that I felt I was breaking my that was stopping me from living, that was changed to me. It was like I was I was being chained up, locked up. So mm-hmm. anybody, any person, anything that made me feel like I was being in, kept in captivity, I just broke free of it. And so mm-hmm. I felt like it was preventing me from living the life that, that was that was my destiny, manifesting in my destiny. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm on a mission to just, you know, live my life 
having peace is like yeah. who's trying to appease somebody whether it's your kids your mama your, family, your, girlfriend, your girlfriend whoever yeah you know it's really it really boils down to what makes you happy and what makes you fulfilled and you cannot continue to just give 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 and not be poured into. So yeah. Mm, I think and, so. And you know, you know what's okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and it's crazy that like four kids later and I'm finally I feel like I'm free, you know? Yeah, liberated. Like, like I feel free. You know, it's crazy, but I'm happy. Now like, my relationship, I'm happy, you know. And it's just crazy. I stopped living for people and started living for myself. Do you and find, you know like, I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've all gone through like turning points, like Erica said, whether it was the kids' uh, relationship, things like that. Do y'all find now in your in your quest, like for inner peace, for inner solidarity, like being totally a hundred percent, like full and in, coming full into you, that the relationships that you have now are man are embarking upon are truly genuine, are truly what they're supposed to be, because you are your true self. Girl, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my wig off. Yeah. my wig. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I'm newly engaged. I don't be putting my business out and all this, but I'm very happy in my relationship. But before I got in my relationship, we both had a conversation and we both were like, look, if we're supposed to be with somebody, that person should have prayed for me. And mm-hmm. I should have prayed for that person. Amen. And not necessarily their names and all this, but, you know, that person, I should be okay with being myself around this person. I should be okay with sharing my inner, you know, oh. demons and inner, you know, past experiences and not be judged for it. You know, like I should be able to, you know, you should be to the table. Yourself. Yeah. Right. And like, I've been in a relationship, a long, you know, a very long-term relationship where I really found myself having to, like you know censor some parts of myself to appease that person yes and it's like that's not healthy yes of course you have to compromise you have to you know what i'm saying do certain things to make sure things are good but you should never feel like you have to be a different person to keep peace in any type of relationship whether it's platonic professional relational whatever the case may be and that's a real big point like being equally yoked with someone, not necessarily a, a, a love type relationship, but a friendship, whatever, you have to be able to be your best self and and not be judged for that. Period. Yeah, no, equally yoked goes both ways. It's right. friendships, it's relationships. And to piggyback off of Alex, also newly engaged. Woo woo. Um give me hope. Okay, you know, it's just I found that early on with my fiance, like we were best friends from the start. Like that was my guy. And, you know, and Shade had been there, Courtney had been there from the start. Like they know in detail, like I was not on a relationship wave. I was good by myself. My solidarity was my peace. I was good with not getting married. I was happy. Okay, I was like, 
I don't have any drama because I'm not with anybody. Good luck to y'all who are. Okay, but <laughs> she came in, changed my world. And it's like, we share everything together. We're on the same page with everything. Like he prays for me, he uplifts me, he encourages me, he motivates me. And it's so yes. weird because I was almost rejecting that almost a year ago because it's new for me. And I didn't have that. And Shade posed a question to me when I was pregnant with Marley last year. How does this feel given what you've gone through in the past? And I was like, uh, it's almost like I felt like I didn't deserve it. I but, don't deserve it. Yeah. And and being yeah. pregnant again this year is such a total surreal experience because I know what I deserve. And it's, it's so good to have somebody who genuinely loves, caring about, who loves and care about you and support you and want to see you do your best. Even with, with this podcast and this group of women, he's so supportive. And I'm like, damn, where you been at? Oh, well, he's younger than me. I know where he's been. So I had to leave him there. But like, where you been at? <laughs> you know? So. But that was a big point too, Chrissy. Yeah. You will never get or understand what you fully deserve until you realize who you are and what you yeah. offer to the world. And the yeah. thing is, you will only figure out who you are by constantly reevaluating what you need to fix. And I'm saying that everybody needs to, yeah, like not everybody, oh yeah, we all- We're not all broken. Right. Yeah, we're, but we're all broken. And it's like, mm-hmm. until you understand that you're broken, but you're worth it, you'll never be able to like manifest the blessings that God has. Can I you told say y'all this again, Alex? I'm sorry, can you say that I again? Told y'all, I told y'all this was gonna be spiritual and ratchet. So look, the Lord has made us, he has made us there. Can you yes, say he might be broken? Down on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. But really, like you won't, you won't manifest his blessings and what he has for you until you realize who you are as a child of God. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, everybody is not going to be Christian that comes on this podcast, whatever. Absolutely not. But absolutely not, and I understand that. But as a Christian woman, that's my firm belief. Like, you know, we're children of God. God holds us in a whole different type of esteem and when you start battling what he thinks about you to what you think about you how you think you're about to live your best life mm-hmm. and y'all out here warring on who you even are like if that's the like, thing yeah absolutely so yeah. yes i literally like my last and y'all know this because we've talked about it in depth and you know you, you listeners will learn about this in time but my last relationship was completely toxic and just to go back on what you said erica like, that's how I, when I said, no, it's not too late. I was 33, 34, you know, going through toxic stuff that I had never, ever allowed. I was unrecognizable to everyone around me and turned into this person that it just was like, I couldn't believe myself. I fell into a deep depression and I allowed someone to come into my life and completely change it. And I was living for someone else. Until I started, I can tell y'all the episode and who I was listening to that changed my life. Pastor Michael Todd. Oh, I love him. Oh my gosh. When I tell you, I I listened to his um, sermon. It was called Crazy Faith. And it's like eight or nine segments or something like that. Eight or nine episodes within Mm -hmm. that topic. And then there was another one called Relationship Goals. He did one a couple of years ago. He's actually going on right now. I have to send y'all the information. But... I, when I tell you, it just opened my eyes up to put me in line of what love looks like. If it ain't about what God talks about in the Bible, if it isn't around that, that's not what, that's not the kind of love I want. 
So I had to just yeah. kind of go back and just get to love, get to loving myself all over again. And, and it really starts with your mindset. Like if each of y'all mm. ask me how to describe y'all, I'm going to describe you to a T and talk about all your accolades, how amazing you are, how you make me feel as a friend. But it, it's hard for me to describe myself. So we have to get into the habit of talking to ourselves and speaking positivity to ourselves, giving us ourselves those affirmations, talking to us and looking at ourselves the way God sees us. Because if we don't mm. do that for ourselves, then you walking around here pretending. And yeah. I got tired of that. I got tired of looking cute on the gram or smiling for y'all, even though I'm, you know, like just hurting on the inside. That yeah. brought you down. Like, I was like, what the hell? But yeah. after listening to those sermons and just kind of seriously sitting down and saying, is this what I want for my life? And you can ask that question when it comes to relationships, careers, whatever you have going on. Is this what I want? Because tomorrow is not promised. So why am I dealing with this today? So yeah. now yeah. I believe my life like that. I'm in my apartment right now. We're going through COVID. And I have never been at this much peace with myself. And I'm just so blessed and so happy that I reached this point because even three months ago, I was not here. So Hello. all blessings to God. Thank you, Pastor Michael Todd. Thank you, Jesus. And thank y'all for being my friends because I would not have gotten through this if it wouldn't have been for all of those components. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. Testimony. Like a true testimony. Man, I was just because you know what's funny, just like Shadi kind of touched on, like if you go on any one of our social media, well, Cole not on social media, so you know, don't look for us. But we gonna talk to you on Instagram. Don't I'm gonna get him an Instagram, Alex. Oh, yeah, let's, let's do it. Instagram, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, you guys stay tuned then. However, don't as say of now, for the handle. <laughs> yeah. As of now, Cole doesn't have an Instagram. But if you look at all the rest, oh Lord, I'm so down. Okay, if you look at all the rest of our Instagrams, Facebook, whatever, it looks like oh they have got it together. I mean, we don't know bad looking folks. You know, we got cute kids, we got good jobs, you know, whatever. But nobody ever knows the battles that mm, people yeah. are. What's facing. going on behind here? Yeah, you have no idea. I am a pro at putting on a happy face and coming mm -hmm. home and being a complete wreck. Like I said, that that long-term relationship I was in for a long time, I had many days that I was encouraging people at my job and encouraging friends and whatever. And I'm coming home to complete nothingness. Yeah. Like, nothingness. Lost, like, 20 pounds. Like, not even realizing. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, like, people, yeah, people look at your face and they're like, oh, it's all good. No, it's not yeah. Girl, you've been working out. No, girl, I'm stressed out. Right. <laughs> yeah, because Alex, Alex helped me get through mine a lot. Alex helped me a lot. Um, she helped me get through my storm a lot. Like, it's it's crazy that I'll be going through stuff, and I would call her or text her, and she was going through the same thing. And it was so crazy. Like To piggyback off Alex, I'm sorry, Erica, real quick. Alex, shout out to you, though, for real. And not that Courtney, shout out y'all are, you know, y'all are always there for me. Alex, <laughs> When Alex was down the street working and I was going through my stuff and I was a complete and total nutcase, Alex damn near came over to my house almost every day to make sure I was okay, to make sure I was like, space. Like, I'm, like, I'm tearing up because like, I remember how bad off I was. And I just remember you like looking at me, holding my hand, was like, friend, you gonna get through this. Like, don't worry. Because it was really, 
something that they, everybody on this call know I struggled with, with, you know, with Chloe. So shout out to you, friend, because like that meant to me. So, all right. But that's what it's about, y'all. All of y'all have been with me through some part of my crazy journey. And the thing is, that's that's why I'm so, and we're all so passionate about this podcast because people don't understand how, like, it's it's just integral that you have a group of women or friends to have your back through your worst time. Like, that is something that is, it's essential. It's essential because we cannot get through this ourselves. Like, we just can't. I mean, that's in the Bible somewhere. Now, don't make me quote. I have never said that I am a pastor or minister. It's in that somewhere. But I'm a home girl. About, okay. yeah, about two or three gathering together, that's a thing. No, like, yeah. you don't want to work yes. with people Absolutely. that have your best. Yeah. Having your if best. You know, one more gather together, that's when the presence of the Lord is there. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? My cousin, I was telling her, you know, me and my homegirls, and I said homegirls, not we're <laughs> <laughs> homegirls we're like starting a podcast and she's seen you know me kind of grow older and continue to have the same group of friends over the years mm. and she asked me like how did y'all how did y'all maintain your relationships I don't have the same friends from high school college and I'm just like the people like there's I, I'm cool with everybody I, unlike Alex was the mean weirdo on campus I was <laughs> I was a socialite and I spoke and smiled at everyone and was goofy. This is Sade talking so that you, whoever's listening, you can remember me from back in the day. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I just, I just, I didn't really know how to answer because my friendships just came natural. And these people, these girls, they've just stuck with me. And it, it's like, no matter the distance, because we live in different areas. I'm in Texas. And, you know, some of us are in, you know, parts of Louisiana. Some of us are in Atlanta, Georgia. And, um... You know, no matter the distance, no matter if we haven't talked in X amount of time, we can always pick up where we left off. And that's when you know you yeah. have somebody yeah. that's truly in your corner. Sometimes you need that person to remind you of who you were from yeah. back in 2003 or 2008 or whenever. You know, you need to re- remember who you are and what your foundation is. So that's just yeah. really important to have, to have a, a group of girls that just get you. Yeah, because it's like, like the one thing with me, like since we reconnected, it's like I really miss y'all, you know. And I didn't realize how much I was going so much alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm glad I got y'all back in my life. And I know that like I don't have with my with my youngest sister, but I'm at peace with that because I tell my mom all the time, like family's not always connected by blood. Blood's not okay. always. Connected. You don't get to choose your family. You don't get to choose your family. And I, I was like, you know, I got friends that are my sisters and I'm content with that. If I don't have a relationship with my younger sister, I'm okay because I have sisters, you know? Yeah. And I mean it like wholeheartedly. Like, I really love it. And that's not even to I say that that relationship prepared. will never be prepared. I mean, repaired. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's she not to say that that'll never be repaired. But it's humbling to know that we're even standing in that gap, you know? Like, knowing that you have that void, it's humbling. And I appreciate you even just letting us know about that because I didn't even I didn't even know about that. Like, y'all learned it with, with us. Yeah, like y'all learning with us too. Yeah, y'all. Like, I mean, <laughs> this is a journey. I mean, this this journey of rediscovering yourself is not just an individual journey. I mean, just as we've all stated, like it, it's so many factors and so many people that come along with that. And, you know, if you assess your circle and you assess your team and you realize that there's somebody on there that's making you doubt yourself or somebody on there that's 
okay with you being and the thing is that okay, let me let me let me let me backtrack. There's a thin line between growing mm. and completely changing yourself. Mm. Like nobody is saying like you need to be a whole different person who you were from 20, 2008, whatever. But if you notice that some stuff you was doing in 2008 is just whack and ratchet and it's not getting you where you need to be in whatever, you know, place you're in right now, then yeah, it's something that needs to be fixed. And you have to have people in your corner that are okay with you leveling up on yourself, but not making you change yourself. Like, yeah. yeah, like I appreciate y'all being in my life for that because like, sometimes you don't even realize that you're changing. And that's the scary part. You don't even realize it. But when other people see it and it's like, damn, I'm really, damn, I really am being different or I'm not living mm-hmm. to who I mm-hmm. truly am, who you know me as. If I'm all of a sudden this quiet introvert, y'all know me as being the loud ratchet one, you know, that, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you know I, what's funny too? You'll be, we'll be defensive. I know I was defensive mm-hmm. when I was first called out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, oh, you acting different. Oh, girl, whatever. You hating, girl. I'm mm-hmm. in my good relationship. I'm, I'm a pharmacist. Oh, I got money. Oh, I got my kids. Oh, everybody's living. Girl, you right, girl. You right, girl. girl. You is right, girl. Who told girl, you? You is right, girl. Girl, who told you <laughs> what was going on? And that's funny you say that because that's what happened with my situation. Like, Sade was like, you know, she noticed, like, the phone calls changed. The the dialogue changed in the conversation. And she was like, I know what you're doing. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and she was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're not telling me stuff. You're lying. You're being evasive. And, you know, you're on the defense. And I, Shade and I, we don't get into it. We've had our tips, but that's just not what we, we don't get into it like that. And I, we got into it. And I was like, you know, this person told me that I can't, you know, that I shouldn't talk to you and whatever. And then the funny thing about that was, you know, she told me why. And the person I was dealing with at the time was like, oh, she a hater. That's how, that's how she is. Don't be her friend. And it had me looking at my friend, like my friend, take, like, really? And then when the blinders came off, like, I just broke down and I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, you were so right. I appreciate you not, you know, being like any real person and saying, okay, you dumb, be dumb by yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she definitely was encouraged. And she was like, I'm your friend. I'm gonna support you. But you know, she was like, I will tell you this. She was like, you're going to know when you're done. And that stuck with me. And that still sticks with me to this day when I deal with stuff. And I tell it to people. I'm like, I'm going to tell you what my best friend told me. You're going to know when you're done, you know, and that's a real thing. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the Sade's, the Corny's, the Alex, Alex's, the Eric. Cause like, I love y'all for that because I was in a very dark place. Like, so dark I didn't even think I was going to literally like physically survive that like I gave all mm-hmm. my clothes away I just knew I was gonna die I told her that yeah. she was like you're crazy I gave her probably every piece of clothing I had at that time and I was like I'm gonna die I don't need it girl, but I didn't want you to die okay but you got the clothes girl you always knew but that's how it is when you're going through seasons and yeah. change. so again I love y'all, man. Like this, like anybody tuning in, anybody listening, like it's real shit here. This is as real as it gets. We argue, we don't always get along, but at the end of the day, like we love each other so hard. And we come back to this because this is where home is. This is where our foundation is. It feels good to be in the group of y'all, you know, and this is so mom of me, but my favorite quote is, 
<laughs> if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And it's like, oh. us. Like, we're going to go far because we're doing this shit together. And like, y'all always support, always show love. And I mean, I don't know about anybody else's friends, but my friends are the shit. So get your okay. 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 Girls, okay? <laughs> Thank you. No, but really, that's, that was the, what you just said, Chrissy, was like the general feel that I want everybody tuning in to have when they're listening to our podcast. Like, yeah. this is home. You can't be low-key ratchet on your job. You can't be, you know, 100%, you know, just transparent with everybody. This yeah. is the place to be that in here, not even to be that, but just to hear people that are finally comfortable enough being transparent. I never was comfortable being transparent. I always felt like I needed to look like I had it together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like sharing stories, what? I don't want people in my business. Right. But no, like you have to have that space where you can come and be like, this is who I am, undressed, naked. What yeah. do I need to do to become like the best? part of myself and having this group y'all Chrissy I share the same sentiments with y'all from baking cakes to saying prayers guys okay. <laughs> when we say baking cakes we're not talking about uh in the oven but we're not talking about dunking pine but y'all okay. stay tuned and y'all will hear that okay, okay. Yes. Right. like T. Yes. Cole said just that's another episode it's funny y'all just tune in for that <laughs> yes but yes. this is home, guys. And I mean, yeah. I hope that you guys can relate to, you know, what we're talking about. You know, this is going to be, this, this journey is going to be a constant reevaluation of self. It's mm. going to be a constant examination of our faults. It's going to be a constant praise of our strengths. It's going to be that. And yeah, like, I'm down for the ride if y'all down for the ride. If y'all not down for the ride, man, tune out, man. But <laughs> right, right, exactly. I want to before we end, I want to close off on a quote that like like inspired me on so many levels on two occasions of my life. Um, Come on, and it, <laughs> here you. Um, and, and it's a whole quote, but I'm going to say the last part. And it's by J.K. Rowling, and she said, "And so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life." And for Ooh. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it something, girl? I like that. Yeah. And for me, about like turning 30 and not even starting my real full-on career and being told to get out of somebody's house that had been taking care of me, I was at rock bottom. And then later on, a few years later, you know, losing my job and having to start all over again, I, you know, it was a humbling experience, but that was, again, rock bottom. I was on somebody's couch. For a couple of months until I figured it out. And, you know, that that has put me where I am today. And I'm in such a happy place. So rock bottom was the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. And I don't know who it touches, but I hope it touches somebody. And, if, you know, if, if it touches just one person, then I've done my job. Oh, I'm touched. It touched me. Frank. Look, cue <laughs> the music. Y'all. Kind of conclusion. Cue the music. Let's go. Okay. I love y'all. I love y'all. love y'all. This is amazing. Like amazing. This is real. So All right. thanks you guys for tuning in and until yeah. next time. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye.